you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. NFL Explained is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to NFL Explained, a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. America's most reliable network is going ultra with Verizon 5G ultra wideband in more and more places. With up to 10 times faster speeds, you can download a movie in mere minutes. What? Yes, Verizon is going ultra, so you can too. 5G ultra-wideband available in select areas, most reliable based on rankings from the Root Metrics U.S. Root Score Report dated first half 2021. Excluding C-band and not specific to 5G networks, your results may vary. Not an endorsement. Speed comparison to median Verizon 4G LTE speeds downloads vary based on network conditions and 5G content optimization. Upwork is the world's work marketplace. Empower your business and hire the world's most in-demand developers, designers, project managers, and more at www.upwork.com. Hey, hey, welcome back, everybody. Hi, Mike. Yo, what's good? Let me tell you, we have an episode of NFL Explained that is near and dear to my heart. It is about stadiums. And as somebody who spends every Sunday at a stadium, stadiums are really so much more vibrant, so much more fun, so much more energetic when the fans are back in them. And it makes you think about the buildings where the games are being played. Yeah, so much history around every single stadium. And look, we're not going to dive into every single nugget because I think that would be like a ton of different episodes. And we could go on for hours about each individual spot. But Aditi, I think it's important to highlight some of the cool features. And sometimes it's not just about having the really cool jumbo monitor in the middle of your field. Sometimes, you know, have a little characters okay too how many stadiums do you think 101 years of professional football how many stadiums have been home to nfl teams i would imagine it is in a ridiculous like over 150 would be my guess just because i think if when we were doing the research on the names of the teams which encourage people to go back I remember the amount of movement that was happening with a lot of teams that were sharing stadiums with baseball. So I'm going to say probably well over 150. 186. Wow. 101 years of professional football and 186 different stadiums. I'll tell you this, though, Mike. The Super Bowl this year is at a stadium, which is one of the very few stadiums that I've not been to. And it's over on your coast. SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, right next to NFL HQ on the West Coast. You know, what's kind of crazy about it. Last weekend, I was on a flight heading to LAX. And one of the really cool things is if anyone's flying to Los Angeles, when you fly over SoFi Stadium, it looks awesome. It feels beautiful. Big and massive and all the things that you want for a Super Bowl site. But it's so big, it actually hosts both the Rams and the Chargers, both of those teams relocating to L.A. from St. Louis and San Diego. But the stadium actually opened up in 2020. No fans. And you made reference to the cutouts. Yeah, yeah, that was a buzzkill. What I do know is there won't be cutouts for Super Bowl 56. SoFi Stadium also passing Allegiant Stadium as the most expensive NFL stadium to be built. Of course, I'm the one bringing up the coin, right? It cost over $5 billion to build. B, B, 
A billion. That's just insane to me. Not only is it going to host football games, there's a separate 6,000-seat theater to host some concerts as well. I think Taylor Swift might have been performing recently, if I'm not mistaken, at SoFi Stadium. I thought I saw that somewhere. Um, But the point is, like, you're going to be able to go all these concerts. It's just, it's really awesome. And one of my really great friends is the radio voice for the Rams, J.B. Long. And I remember when when things opened up, he was telling me about this circular video board that I think we see on television as we're watching the games. That thing, that 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 circular video board, it's the first of its kind. 2.2 million pounds is what that thing weighs. It is just really ridiculous to me. And it's really cool too. A bit more than me. Yeah, <laughs> a, a, a whole lot of us is really what it comes <laughs> down to. It's got the indoor-outdoor vibe, which is very like Property Brothers-esque, you know, like the living room that's got the sliding doors that lead to the backyard. Sure. It's kind of like that for SoFi Stadium, right? The the roof, it's got a little that, that transparent feel. You got the outdoor vibe, the indoor vibe. So to me, really, really cool. And just one other side note here, the stadium is built 100 feet below ground because as I made reference to it, the flight pattern near LAX, like the airplanes need to be able to clear. So they actually had to build further down to make sure that the height of the stadium was in line with the flight paths for airplanes. You know, Mike, this gives me multiple segues. So I can talk about another stadium where two teams share a home. And I can also talk about flight paths and stadiums because it all fits. So the New York Giants used to play at Shea Stadium. As we have talked about before, when we talked about the naming of the Jets, Shea Stadium, of course, was in the flight path of LaGuardia. And so that's part of how the Jets got their name. But the Giants moved to New Jersey and eventually their home was the Meadowlands or Giant Stadium. They said, hey, Jets, come and play with us, except that the Jets had to keep on playing at Giant Stadium, which wasn't so much fun for them. So then together, they built a stadium. And what's crazy about this, Mike, is that I was in New York at the Wall Street Journal when this was happening. So I was covering this entire process of building this brand new stadium where two teams were in it all together. They were going to share everything about it. There would be two different home locker rooms, which there are, two different visitors' locker rooms. It was the new Meadowlands in 2010 when it first opened. Then it became MetLife Stadium in 2011. Uh, It hosted Super Bowl 49 between the Seahawks and the Broncos, which, of course, I'm sure you remember didn't start so auspiciously for Peyton Manning. But now, one of the things that I think is most interesting is how you transfer over. You know, you think about this when, let's say, a professional team like the Steelers, who we will get to later, shares a stadium with a college team like the Pitt Panthers, and you need to change signage. So at MetLife Stadium, you need to change from a Giants game to a Jets game. That means that you need to change all of the gel packs that light up the venue. You need to change the field wall. You need to change the ring of honor. You know, the Jets ring of honor is not the same as the Giants ring of honor. And you can't have the Giants honorees when the Jets are playing a home game. You've got to change the suites. You've got to change all of the press box artwork. So the standard changeover takes a fair amount of time. I will say this, and this may be unbelievably unpopular, but whatever, I feel like this is the time for honesty. I don't really love the look of MetLife Stadium. It is a little sterile. I'll give you that. Yeah. It feels like my favorite stadiums around the country, Mike, have some character to them. There's something that feels very distinct and unique. And right next to Xanadu or whatever that thing is called now, MetLife Stadium looks a little bit, to use your word, sterile. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's like, and look, not that you made reference to Shea Stadium, like I will say City Field on the baseball front's got that character. And for all my friends who are Yankee fans, sorry, like the new Yankee Stadium, a little sterile to me. But inside MetLife Stadium, beautiful view. There's not a bad seat. I love the four scoreboards in the four like quote unquote corners. I don't know if you can have corners in a round stadium, but I do love that no matter where you're sitting, you can always look down at the field and then immediately look up and see the scoreboard. No doubt. And look, the new stadiums, and we've touched on two of them, uh, newer stadiums, I should say, the bells and whistles are there. But sometimes you got to get a little dirty, right? A little, little, yes. little gritty. And dirty, I mean, like, in a good way. You know, have a little bit of that that old school flair. And I think Character. there's one field in particular. It's one of the oldest stadiums in the NFL. Soldier Field, 1924. It was actually named to honor the fallen soldiers from World War One, which is just a really cool 
aspect and, and history around that stadium. Their first game they'll play there in 24, actually between two high schools, which also speaks to what you mentioned before, Aditi, this idea of the venue being a part of the fabric of, of our lives. Yeah, but the Bears didn't play there initially, did they? No, I feel no. like when we talked about our naming episode, we talked about the Bears playing at Wrigley. Yeah, they were at Wrigley Field, but guess what? Two issues there. Field a little too small, and that brick wall in the outfield, mm. uh, a little bit of an issue, I think, if you're going to go and lay out. Uh, just something to throw out there. Um, small stadium in the league, though, 61,000 and below the minimum to host a Super Bowl, not to mention those winters, and I'm a little bit of a baby about it. Even though I was in the Northeast, I've been in the state of California. My blood has thinned out a little bit. Give me that warm weather. I'm looking forward to a Super Bowl at SoFi Stadium. But the point is, there's some good history around Soldier Field, and you can feel it when you watch some of those games. Well, if you don't like talking about the cold, which we will certainly be talking about the cold as we keep going, let's then go back out to the desert to the Las Vegas Raiders, who are now playing at Allegiant Stadium. It opened in 2020. It hasn't yet hosted a Super Bowl, but it will be hosting our very next Pro Bowl. And as you know, the Raiders have played in Oakland, in LA, in Oakland again. Now they're in Las Vegas. And this was a $1.9 billion stadium. 10 levels, another one of those clear roofs that you were talking about. Is it roofs or roofs? You got the writing background. You should know. <laughs> roof, roof. Like you're asking the dude okay, who always Okay, but writing talks. is not the same as speaking, Mike. Okay, 93-foot Al Davis Memorial Torch. So this Al Davis Memorial Torch is ceremoniously lit before each game, which is kind of like the Olympic torch again, right? Yeah. The field is natural grass, which, of course, I love, love, love the idea of natural grass as opposed to field turf, turf or field turf or, you know, whatever. There is a section in the end zone that mimics a nightclub. There's DJ booths and televisions and bottle service. Although if you're paying for bottle service, why not just go to the club instead of hey now. allegedly watching the football game? But anyway, yeah. um, it has been called the Death Star because Raiders fans are, you know, known as being in the black hole. And since Allegiant Stadium has that black exterior, it just feels like it works perfectly. Yeah, there's an ominous vibe as you look at the pictures of Allegiant Stadium, which is really cool and intimidating, just like the black hole and their fans certainly are. Speaking of newer stadiums, and I know we keep throwing out the B word, billions, the first stadium construction to surpass one billion. Not surprising here. Heading to Texas. My guy, Jerry Jones, handling business. Jerry's World, I think, is usually how I refer to it. But I know more formally, AT&T Stadium in Dallas is the official title that you can throw out there. Capacity actually is increased 80,000 to over 105,000 because of the standing concourse. Like the thing is crazy. And I mentioned the video boards before a little bit earlier at SoFi Stadium. I remember when the first video board went in at Jerry's World, everyone was talking about it. But the facility is just truly amazing. We saw it on Hard Knocks with the little drone flight that took us through the facility. Just so cool. And to give you some context and perspective for any of our listeners of the NFL, Explain podcast who are in the Northeast and have not been able to head to, to Dallas, you probably have seen the Statue of Liberty. The damn stadium is so big, it can hold literally the Statue of Liberty, which takes me back to my Ghostbuster days when I was a kid seeing the Statue of Liberty actually walking. That real Statue of Liberty from Ghostbusters could have walked all the way to Dallas and ended up inside of Jerry's world and it would have been fine. Another unpopular opinion right here, but I am unafraid to share it, Mike. I don't like the scoreboard. Whoa. I feel like when I am sitting in the press box, the scoreboard distracts me from actually seeing the field. But lest any of our listeners or you think that I am just an old fogey and a curmudgeon, let's go back to that yeah, whole clubbing vibe. A little bit with vibe. that comment. So. <laughs> let's go back to that clubbing vibe, right? Like we talked about it with Las Vegas. So what about yeah. Miami? I have not been to Miami actually since I had had one child, not two, when I went to Miami. And the one thing I did go to the club because Hard Rock Stadium where the Miami Dolphins play doesn't have a club inside. Oh, okay. Okay, I was going to say, this This doesn't sound like a great trip if you only went to one club. But anyway, go on. It was a good game because the point is that if the game gets boring at Hard Rock Stadium, then there is the club that turns into one of Miami's most famous nightclubs. The thing about Hard Rock Stadium that I thought was so insane was that the closest seats to the field, Mike, have not only they're not like regular seats they're not stadium seats they're sort of uh armchair like hangout very comfortable seats and everybody's got a tv right there 
And I remember initially when I went there, I was like, wait a minute, if the field is, I don't know, 20 yards away from you, why are you looking at the screen? But we have changed as consumers of football so much recently that we do indeed constantly look for the replay. And so many of us are watching television on multiple screens, right? Or we're watching the game and we're also watching it on Twitter or Game Pass or whatever it may be. So actually a pretty inventive idea right there. Ahead of its time. Really quickly though, Mike, there are tributes outside the stadium because many of these stadiums do have statues. Can you guess for me, what are the two statues outside Hard Rock Stadium? If you were to think of the two most iconic Miami Dolphins, who would they be? My guy Dan Marino's got to be one of them. Has to be one of them. He is Um, one. And Coach, Coach Shula's got to be sort of in the mix. And you know what? It's not just Coach Shula. It's Coach Shula being carried off the field by his players. Very cool. That's totally the way to do it. Okay, since you're old, why don't you go back to one of our old school ones? Which is totally, I was going to say, like, (laughs) the one place that I'm not worried that TVs are going to make it at the seats just because they would, the screens would probably crack relatively (laughs) quickly because of how cold it can be at Lambeau Field. Yes, home of the Packers since 1957. It's the longest continuously occupied stadium in the NFL by 15 years. Only the Cubs and the Red Sox have played at their respective fields longer than the Packers. So it's kind of unique in terms of that history. First stadium, by the way, to have, this goes back to the the cold and the heating thing, uh, hydronic heating systems under the field. Remember Steve Sable used to say it, the frozen tundra, just so that it's not frozen tundra anymore. So look, Everyone knows, like when it comes to Lambeau Field, there's it's it's iconic. You think about the Lambeau Leap, you think about the cold. Like when you think about NFL football, in my mind, if I close my eyes, most of the time, those games that I'm envisioning are being played at Lambeau Field. And I know I can't be alone in that regard when talking about that place. Yeah, not me, because most of my most unpleasant bordering on frostbite experiences have been at Lambeau Field. And I think of poor Tom Coughlin. <laughs> His red face. Come on, Mike. You you did grow up a Giants fan, so you know exactly oh, yeah. what I'm no, talking no, no. about. It's, it's a different deal. Yeah, it is. Uh, you know what else is a different deal? The fans of Philadelphia? Yes. Since we're talking about Tom Coughlin, the former Giants head coach, then of course we should talk about the fans of Philadelphia. So now the Eagles used to share Veteran Stadium with the Phillies and... It is a true story. There was indeed a jail underneath the stadium for the fans that got just a little bit too rowdy. And there was even a judge on game days for the fans that showed up in the Eagles jail. Can you imagine if there was a reality TV episode about that? If you were going to do a reality show, and I know there's hard knocks and all that, but like the fans in Philadelphia, I mean, they booed Santa. I just... Like, are you kidding me? The fans of Philly are tough. tough. It's a different breed. The Eagles now play at the Link, of course, Lincoln Financial Field. And I'll tell you this. There's one holdover from Veterans Stadium. It's not a jail, but there is a required four-hour code of conduct course that fans who've been tossed out of a game at the Link are required to take if they ever want to go back to a game. That's like a defensive driving class, right? Like, you got tossed out once before we let you back in. We're going to make you take this class. And it happens enough that they had to create this class. Look, Philadelphia, forgiving city. You you get back in, you take the course, you're ready to rock and roll. I believe in second chances. And I think that's the point of all this stuff. And the fans actually in New England, more recently, Aditi, they've had a lot, a lot to cheer for. In fact, the Patriots who play at Gillette Stadium, let's take this back though, 2011 playing at Gillette Stadium has given the Patriots one of the top five home records in the NFL. Look, I I know, I get it. You could point to Brady, you can point to Belichick and the whole deal. But prior to Gillette opening, Patriots spent 30 years at Foxborough. And because of plumbing issues there, no public bathrooms, just porta-potties. That had to have smelled really good um, in the entire existence of the stadium. Like, to me... You want to talk about like the the fan experience? I mean, you got stadiums that got TVs in front of you, right? And then all of a sudden we're using porta potties. But besides the point, uh, a couple fun facts here about Gillette Stadium: Open two thousand two, never hosted a Super Bowl, but it does have six Super Bowl champion banners hanging in the stadium, which is tied for the most in the NFL. In that regard, you can certainly thank Brady and Belichick for that. And the stadium... You know, wait, I'm going to interrupt you here. We talk about... You and I are talking about growing up as kids, as Yankee fans, and it was the house... No, 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 I was a Mets fan. I was a Mets fan. 
Don't insult me like that. Oh my God, so. that explains so yeah. much. Yeah. It explains a lot about you too. So being a Yankees fan, let's just, uh, <laughs> I think we're all on the same page here. I'm <laughs> fine. I'm, I'm fine embracing the fact that we don't <laughs> win a lot of games. Like it's cool. Like it, it's fine. It's developed a, a nice little character for myself. So. I don't know how we spent the whole season together and I am just learning this about you. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Okay. Well, anyway, in New York, it was the house that Babe built. Yeah. Right. So even though officially Gillette Stadium was built before Tom Brady, it really is the house that Tom built. And I will tell you this, that in Foxborough around the stadium, there's a whole strip of shopping and retail and restaurants and this tremendous vibe. None of that happens without Tom Brady. Totally agree. So even though that relationship ended, that is the house that Tom built. And that is the strip that Tom built. I'm with you there. Oladidi, still a ton more to get to on this podcast. In fact, can you guess which division has all of its stadiums on the water? This answer I know, might I actually, know, I know. You should know. You should know for a good reason. <laughs> a little bit of a hint there for everyone. It's coming up on the NFL Explained podcast. Build the team that will build your business. With Upwork, you can find top developers, designers, project managers, and more who can start today so your business can succeed tomorrow. Hire at home or in 180 countries around the world to find the right talent for whatever your business needs. Upwork, the world's work marketplace. Learn more at www.upwork.com. America's most reliable network is going ultra with Verizon 5G ultra wideband in more and more places so you can do more. With up to 10 times faster speeds, you can download a movie in mere minutes. What? Yes, that's faster than your morning coffee run. Lights, camera, coffee. And while you're at it, go on and download a whole series in minutes or a new song in seconds. A one, a two, a one, two. Oh, it's done? Stock up on all that entertainment and sure, you can download work files faster too if you have to. So you can quickly get back to all these great movies, shows, and songs you've just gotten your hands on. Verizon 5G Ultra Wideband is now in more and more places. Verizon is going ultra, so you can too. 5G Ultra Wideband available in select areas. Most reliable based on rankings from the RootMetrics U.S. Root Score Report dated first half 2021. Excluding C-band and not specific to 5G networks, your results may vary. Not an endorsement. Speed comparison to median Verizon 4G LTE speeds. Downloads vary based on network conditions and 5G content optimization. All right. Welcome back. I'm Aditi Kinkabwala. I am here with Mike Yam. We are talking about NFL stadiums and Mike, near and dear to my heart and my long johns, is the fact that one division has every single stadium sitting on a body of water. You clearly know what division that is, don't you? I would know that it's one where you have frequented many many of those places on a very regular basis. And that is indeed the AFC North. <laughs> As we look to the end of this season, by the way, I think the next, I don't know, five, six weeks, I don't get out of the AFC North. So let's hit that right there. There are actually, Mike, eight stadiums that sit on water. The Bears sit on Lake Michigan and the Jaguars sit on St. John's River. And the Titans, of course, are on the Cumberland River. And Seattle, we can't forget Seattle, of course, right? Yeah. Seattle is on Elliott Bay. But the AFC North has 
all four of its teams playing on bodies of water. And so what that means for me is that on Sunday mornings, when your weather app tells you that it is 22 degrees, it's actually about 16 degrees below that because of whatever the lake effect is sending. The Browns, they are on Lake Erie. The Steelers, they are really at the confluence of the three rivers, but they are officially on the Ohio River. The Ravens sit on the Patapsco River. And of course, the Bengals are at the confluence of the Ohio and the Allegheny Rivers. Let's start with Heinz Field. So part of the Sunday environment, especially early in the fall before it gets brutally cold, is for these boats to really cross. Again, in Pittsburgh, there are three rivers. There's the Allegheny River, there's the Monongahela River, and then there's the Ohio River. They create a point and boats come along all those rivers and they dock right at the base of the stadium. And so... You know, you can kind of see a video board. You can certainly feel the energy of the crowd. And this is why before the Steelers played at Heinz Field, they played at a stadium that was called Three Rivers Stadium. I'll tell you this, though. Here's a really interesting fun fact about Heinz Field, and it has nothing to do with Renegade. It has nothing to do with sticks. It has nothing to do with the terrible towel. The very, very, very first event at Heinz Field was actually a concert. And the concert was in sync. Yes, yes, <laughs> that's I one love of those that. pieces of trivia that there is nobody who will ever, ever, ever guess. So, listeners, you JT. are welcome. Yes, rocking out at Heinz Field. Here we go. All right, so here's where I'm headed. Here's where I'm headed this weekend, actually, and that is the Bengals' home which is at Paul Brown Stadium. Now, Paul Brown Stadium is one of only two stadiums that's actually named after a person. And if we're going to talk about Renegade being played at Heinz Field, which is what they do when, you know, the Steelers PA announcer wants a big defensive moment. Well, they play an iconic song at Paul Brown Stadium, too. Give me a guess. Guns N' Roses. Guns N' Roses. The only song that I think of is Welcome to the Jungle. Oh, good guess. Good guess. Okay. So if Cincinnati is the city of Chile, which, by the way, there is no actual skyline Chile served at Paul Brown Stadium. But anyway, if we are going to move from Chile, then let's move to crab cakes. And where do you think there is a concession stand that is dedicated to just crab cakes? There is no doubt in my mind. It's one of the stadiums that I have been to. My mom lives in Baltimore, M&T Bank Stadium. I always make it down there to try to grab some crab cakes whenever I'm in town to visit my mom. To grab the crab cakes. And do you rub the foot of a very, very special statue? No, I don't touch any statues. I don't like touching handrails. I use my elbow on elevators to hit the button. So no, I'm not I'm not rubbing up against statues. Oh, you're a germaphobe, really? Uh, I haven't been more recently in the COVID era. I've been paying a little more closer attention to things that I touch. Yes. Well, we talked about statues earlier. So there is a Johnny United statue that sits out front of M&T Bank Stadium and fans do to rub the foot of Johnny Unitas as they walk in, and that allegedly brings them luck. Although that does really kind of beg the question, why the foot and not the hand or the arm? Uh, you're oh, No, I'm not going. Just make sure you got the hand sanitizer. That's all I'm going to say. That's I'm not you just I'm not going where you were just trying to lead me. I'm just saying hand sanitizer and roll with it. All right. So so when I go to M&T Bank Stadium, there is often a live raven there yeah. that will, you know, circle the field. And I, in fact, have some photographs that I can share of me with this raven. When I go to Cleveland, what is the live animal that I see there? Um, sorry, I'm on Bye 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 thinking about NSYNC and like different songs that you can play at random <laughs> stadiums. So I'm going to let you handle that. I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, the dogs and the whole thing. But yes, uh, that's exactly yeah, what it yeah. is. It's a dog. Who let the dogs because, out? Not an NSYNC yes. song. <laughs> and at first, Energy Stadium, which opened in 1999 when the Ravens absconded and then the Cleveland Browns had to be awarded a new franchise and all of that. Of course, the fan fan central zone became known as the Dog Pound. And here's a really cool fun fact, right? Because I love the Dog Pound, even though we talked about Eagles fans earlier. I will tell you this. I have a bias towards Cleveland fans. I think that part of it is because they have suffered, suffered, suffered and remained so loyal through all that suffering. In 1989, now this is before First Energy Stadium, of course. This was the first itineration of the Cleveland Browns. In 1989, 
fans were so rowdy at a game versus the Denver Broncos that fans in the end zone of the dog pound were so rowdy. Do you know what the refs did? They made the team switch end zones. Wow. There's a similar story coming up that I have for you with regard to crowd noise and the whole thing, which is not, yeah, it just kind of surprised me. That story surprised me. I didn't realize that. All right, Aditi, since you've gone through the AFC North, is it going to be me? Did you see what I did there? Come on. Come on. <laughs> Come on. All right, like the two Instinct fans, and I know there's more listening to the NFL Explained podcast. You feel me here. All right, I want to jump to the ATL. You are just exposing yourself I'm, in the worst possible And I'm fine with it. you got to just but embrace I, I it. Do, I, yes, I do have to appreciate that you, you just You just embrace it. Look, I like Instinct, Justin Timberlake. I guess it's cool. It's it's fine. A very, very talented individual. Can you name the rest of Insane? I definitely can. I will do that on another episode. The only stadium who uh, who has hosted an Olympic Games, a Final Four, and a Super Bowl. By the way, I've seen basketball played in a NFL stadium down in Arizona. Also a weird sensation while you're trying to take it in. But the answer to that question, George Dome in the ATL. Falcons currently play at a shiny new Mercedes-Benz Stadium, though, opening up in 2017. You got a retractable room roof that's shaped like a camera aperture, which only takes about eight minutes or so to open and close. But I think one of the coolest things, because Didi, we were talking a little bit earlier in the podcast about showing up to stadiums and what that's like and how expensive things can be. How about this for the fans down in Atlanta? Huge draw when you talk about the cheapest concessions in the league by a wide margin. Got a dollar fifty hot dogs? Are you kidding me? Two dollar fountain drinks? Free refills? Yo, I am. That's totally reasonable. That is so reasonable. uh, That's like triple the price in the Bay Area where I live. And that's not even like going to a game. I just mean like going to get a hot dog is like eight, nine bucks normally. Dollar fifty hot dog. Like I wouldn't eat for like a week to get ready for that game. I'd be fasting just to get to Sunday at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So to me, it's obviously a deal. And I know this because I've been down in Atlanta for a college football playoff game. When Alabama beat Washington, I was covering that matchup. And I know Chick-fil-A is such a big part of the culture down there. Can't get it on a Sunday because it's actually closed. It's all good, though. You got Thursday night games. You got Monday night games. But who cares? You got $1.50 hot dogs, free refills, $2 fountain drinks. Aditi, sign me up for that. We know that you love the South. So why don't we just go further south to what used to be the old Gator Bowl? What do you know about that? Not a ton about the Gator Bowl, but I do know that every time I see MJD on NFL Network, there's always a (laughs) reference to Duval (laughs) County. So the way he says it's always cool, too. And that is because it's Duval County that is the home to TIAA Bank Field, which is the home of the Jacksonville Jaguars, whose mascot, Jackson DeVille, bungee jumps onto the field prior to kickoff. And also, P.S., It is the only stadium with its own swimming pools. Jump in, cannonball, ready to rock and roll. I was surprised that a pool was not put into Levi's Stadium in 2014 because Aditi, when they were building that sucker, it felt like they thought of everything for it. Although, depending on where you sit during a game, it could be really, really hot or really, really cold. (laughs) Levi's in Santa Clara, about 40 miles or so, actually 44.4. I do know that because I used to work at a place that was 44.4 miles away in the middle of San Francisco to get down there. It's actually the furthest stadium from a team's actual home city because we think about San Francisco with the 49ers for good reason. Rooftop farm deal with just a ton of food options in the Bay Area. I remember that, actually. So when I covered the Super Bowl out there, I do remember because it was called sort of the San Francisco Super Bowl, except that I was stuck out by the stadium covering the Peyton Manning Denver Broncos. And I remember that that was something that was specifically very cool about Levi Stadium is that they had this rooftop farm with these rotational crops and they used to grow crops at the stadium, which felt very, very California to me. 40 crops used in the dishes. The tech company that you can think of is got a building down in Silicon Valley in that area, which is always really cool if you're paying attention to it. I think from like a technical standpoint, it is. But in the meantime, I think if you go a little further north, Aditi, there's one place in particular when I think about fans and how much they honor their fans, Seattle comes to mind to me. Well, it's the 12th man, right? Yeah. The number 12 was retired in 1984 in order to honor those fans. It's the, you know, the raising of the 12 flag has been a century field tradition forever. It is ridiculously loud there. I mean, I remember 
Gosh, I went out there with the Giants multiple times. And as I say that, Eli Manning, I remember when he was really young, I think it was maybe 2005, the Giants were flagged for 11 false start penalties. 11! And that is exactly what a 12th man does, right? Yeah, it's the loudness there certainly comes to mind. Uh, there's one stadium that's hosted more Super Bowls than any other the Superdome in New Orleans, which today is obviously Caesars Superdome. And, and I get it. Like, you got the Super Bowls that have appeared there. But for me, and Aditi, I, you probably feel because we're about the same age, I can't think about New Orleans and the Superdome without thinking about 2005 Hurricane Katrina and the fact that 30,000 evacuees from that hurricane were forced to be inside uh, the Superdome at the time. You got the winds that were ripping holes through the roof. It needed repairs. I mean, just the sadness around that moment. And for me, even to this day, I can't think about how that facility was used to help people. And I think about that first before I think about the football aspect of it. But it is cool to know that the NFL and specifically that Superdome was able to help people in a really bad situation in a time of need. For sure. And stadiums, especially this year, Mike, have become community points, especially as vaccination centers. No doubt. And so it is tremendous to think about them as not only hosts of football games, which we all love, and of concerts, but also that they can be very, very useful very, very vital parts of what a community needs or is trying to do. Yeah, those stadiums, those teams, they're a part of the community in a big way. And, and Aditi, there's one team in particular that um, that community can't be thrilled with what they've seen recently on the football <laughs> field. Um, <laughs> the poor Lions, yeah. Mike. I just saw them play to a tie. They played their hearts out and it was still a tie. You know, they just can't catch a break any which way. They moved to Ford Field in 2002. And, you know, it is a really, really lovely stadium. It looks cool. It incorporates the former Hudson's Warehouse. It's one of the few NFL stadiums that actually have end zones that run east-west as opposed to north-south, which is pretty cool. You know, its old stadium was built in 1975. That's the Pontiac Silverdome for $55.7 million. And then it was sold for just $583,000. My memory, my greatest memory of Ford Field is, let me think, Back to the year. I think this was the 2010 season. The Giants were getting ready to play the Vikings in Minneapolis, and the roof collapsed in Minneapolis, mm. and everybody had to go to Detroit to play this game. And it was sort of crazy. There were 20,000 fans. Nobody knew who to cheer for. It was an odd, odd, odd game. But yes, that is one of those memories. No, I'm with you there. Uh, a little bit earlier here on the podcast, Didi, we had talked about the Giants and the Jets and the fact that they don't actually play in New York. But who cares? Because New Yorkers are like, yo, we got it to NFL Stadium. Highmark Stadium, home. Bills Mafia handling business. Uh, the Buffalo Bills always make... You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender things very interesting for its fans. I think about the tailgating that happens there in the stadium. It's actually had a ton of different names. The first rich stadium believed to be one of the first instances 
of stadium naming rights. Like to me, it's kind of a cool little side bit there. It doesn't always pop up, uh, especially when you think about all the dollars that are going towards naming rights, Didi. So here's my story about Highmark Stadium. Week one of this past season, I was covering a game there and fans were so, so, so excited because as we talk about amazing fans like the Dog Pound and the Eagles fans, well, Bill's Mafia, I mean, they take the cake. There were so many fans outside the stadium excited to tailgate at 7 a.m. that it took me an hour and a half to go less than half a mile to the parking lot. I needed special help to actually get to the stadium. And then you know who was stuck in the same traffic? And about two hours later, Josh Allen. (laughs) I had to go on television and say, Bills fans, pull over so that your quarterback can actually get to the stadium. Two words, police escort. (laughs) Let's get it done, folks. Well, you know who had a police escort this past year? Many, many, many times. That, of course, is the Tampa Bay Bucks. Oh, hell yeah. The defending Super Bowl champions. They play at Raymond James Stadium. They hosted the Super Bowl last year, which is sort of insane. It's the only stadium to ever host its home team in the Super Bowl. This was the third time that Raymond James Stadium hosted the Super Bowl. And, you know, you can't talk about the Ray J without talking about that pirate ship above the end zone, can you? No. Just sort of a staple. I think everyone thinks about that 43-ton pirate ship above that end zone. How can you not just kind of fire in that cannon? Let's roll, because that always just means really good moments. Aditi, it's been awesome so far, kind of rolling through a lot of these stadiums and come with the cool factoids. We got a couple more left. In fact, there's one that's got underground tunnels connecting its stadium to other buildings. The answer to where that is. Coming up next on the NFL Explained podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Kindrel. Kindrel designs, builds, manages, and modernizes the mission-critical technology systems that the world depends on every day. Working side-by-side with their customers, they imagine things differently. By forging new strategic partnerships, they unlock new possibilities, creating a world powered by healthy digital systems alive with opportunity, oxygen to innovation, and energy to change the world. Kindrel, the heart of progress. Kindrel designs, builds, manages, and modernizes the mission-critical technology systems that the world depends on every day. Working side-by-side with their customers, they imagine things differently. By forging new strategic partnerships, they unlock new possibilities, creating a world powered by healthy digital systems alive with opportunity, oxygen to innovation, and energy to change the world. Kindrel, the heart of progress. Welcome back to the NFL Explained podcast. She's Aditi Kinkabwala. Mike Yam with you. And Aditi, like Highmark, most stadiums, multiple names. The Denver Broncos, Mile High Stadium, before moving to Empower Field that opened in 2001. Mile High got its name because, yeah, the obvious, right? Denver, five more than 5,000 feet above sea level, one mile above sea level. And if you've run in that area... Uh, and you're not used to it, it becomes an issue. (laughs) Which I have inside that stadium. I do do indeed know that. And I will admit that I still do call it Mile High Stadium. Some names just stick with us, right? There's no doubt. There's no doubt. And yeah, there's one stadium in particular too, Aditi, that I think of. um, And it's hard for me to think about pro football sometimes when I think about some of my own personal history in the state of Arizona with with ASU football and how well it's done uh, at times down in the desert. Well, that's fair. So they spent 18 years, the Cardinals spent 18 years at Arizona State's home stadium in Tempe. And that was the longest tenure that any, we talked about this earlier, right? About a pro team and a college team sharing a stadium when we talked about Heinz Field and the Steelers and Pitt. Well, the Cardinals actually had to play at Arizona State Stadium. They finally moved to State Farm Stadium in 2006. And they had the first retractable field of its kind. Right now, Las Vegas has this, but part of this is because, you know, sometimes you need to catch the desert sun and sometimes you don't want to. And Arizona has hosted two Super Bowls, 42 and 49. Yeah, I can get hot in the desert. Um, No breaking news animation needed for something like that. Aditi, I should probably handle this next one because I learned on our food episode for players, you do not eat meat. And when I think about the Chiefs and the barbecue down there, 
I feel like I should handle this. And look, I've been to games down there and it is so loud. And believe it or not, actually the loudest stadium in the Guinness Book of World Records does not belong to Seattle, which we touched on a little bit earlier. In fact, it's Kansas City 2014, a game against New England. The fans hit a 142.2 decibel mark. All I know is that's really loud. And here's the story that I told you I would tell you. It was so loud in a game against the Broncos, Aditi, back in 1990. John Elway asked the ref to quiet the crowd. What? The ref did it and threatened to charge the Chiefs with the timeout if they kept it up. I'm actually surprised that that went down. That disappoints me. I know. Yeah, that disappoints me so much because being there and hearing the crowd and feeling your ears ringing and feeling the stadium shake, that's what it yeah. is. It's you're standing there and the stadium Shakes. Okay, another place I've been, Bank of America Stadium. It's the home of mixed reality mascots. It was opened in 1996, shortly after the Carolina Panthers came into existence. There are lots and lots of massive bronze panther statues. Six of them, I believe, around the stadium. Wow, got to get the bronze going, ready to rock and roll. Didi, there's one team, when I think about them, I kind of only think about one player, that's Peyton Manning. And yes, it's the Colts. And yes, I'm talking about Lucas Oil Stadium, built in 2008, hosted Super Bowl 46. One of my favorite Super Bowls. One of my yeah. absolute favorite Super Bowls to cover. Anything that stands out? Mario Manningham holding onto a ball. I mean, Eli Manning oh, I, making. I, you know what it was? It was there was so much fear. That was one of the first Super Bowls in a cold yeah, weather climate. Yeah. And the really cool thing about Indianapolis is that there are all these tunnels There are underground tunnels, there are over-the-road tunnels, whatever you call them. There are tunnels, so you never actually need to go outside. But it was this unseasonably warm week prior to the Super Bowl, and the volunteers were as friendly as can be. And then it was, of course, that epic... It was another epic, the second epic Giants-Patriots Super Bowl. And I will never forget that pass that Eli Manning made to Mario Manningham and Mario Manningham on the sideline actually holding onto the ball because it felt like all season he didn't necessarily hold on the ball. And then you can't forget Ahmad Bradshaw, right? Being told not to score and then turning around backwards and falling on his tush while he scored anyway. Showtime, deliver when it counts. Yes. And of course, Lucas Oil Stadium, we should say, has been home of the NFL Combine, one of my all-time favorite events. They're talking about moving the Combine. Not this year, though. Great, great, great host for the Combine, for aspiring NFL players, for that Super Bowl, and just in general on game day. Yeah, I think about cold weather. I also think about Minnesota, Aditi. (laughs) Yeah. Where the roof collapsed. Yeah, it actually collapsed five times. They finally decided to move on, which you can certainly understand. Their current home, U.S. Bank Stadium, uh, it's kind of got a pretty good vibe to it just in terms of the aesthetics around it. But it did host Super Bowl 52 while it actually fixed that, uh, that roof stadium. But the temperatures that week reached negative 25 degrees outside. You need the tunnels. You need the tunnels. That's all I'm saying. Keep it warm. Negative 25, that's just a different breed of of existence. That was one of my live shots at the Super Bowl in Minneapolis. I was the person tasked with standing outside and talking about how cold it was. And I will tell you, uh, I've never been so cold in my life. I <laughs> okay, on to the team the without a mascot. That, of course, is the Washington football team. FedEx Field opened in 1997. It's one of the largest stadiums in the league, seats 82,000 people. FedEx has a marching band that was formed in 1937. That's the oldest band in the NFL. And there's, of course, the Huggets. Those are the fans who dress up in dresses and pig faces, which I yeah. suppose is supposed to be an homage to the offensive line. But, you know. Yeah, the mushroom man handling business. You know what's always kind of cool because of all the weather issues that we've talked about is just this whole idea of like retractable domes. It really is sort of like a, a marvel from an engineering standpoint. But the Texans actually had the first retractable roof when they built what is now NRG Stadium back in 2002. That roof, by the way, seven minutes or so to open and close. NRG also hosts... The Houston Livestock Show and the Rodeo, which I know is a big popular attraction. Shout out to the bullpen, by the way, those diehard fans always ready to support their football team in a big way. In our very, very last stadium, and that's an old team from Texas, the Tennessee Titans. They now play at Nissan Stadium. When they played in Houston as the Oilers, they, of course, played at the Houston Astrodome, which was once known as the eighth wonder of the world. But then when they moved to Nashville, first they played at Vanderbilt while they waited for Adelphia Coliseum. At Vandy, 
you couldn't buy a beer on Sundays because of mm. the college stadium liquor laws. But then when they finally started playing at Adelphia Coliseum, they set an NFL record by winning 13 straight home games. Of course, now they're at Nissan Stadium and a uh, fun, fun, fun place to cover a game. Yeah, I'll tell you that. Aditi, I know as we've kind of gone through every single team and some of the cool factoids around every stadium, the one thing that I will say, and I know we've hammered home this point, but just what these places mean for those local communities. And in fact, I think about the old Giant Stadium and my high school, uh, Bergen Catholic in New Jersey, the Crusaders, we won the state high school championships um, that year. We, we The game was played in the old Giant Stadium. And I, whenever I think, of, I don't even think of, and I'm a Giants fan, I don't always even think about the Giants when I think about old Giant Stadium. I think about the memory of being a high school student cheering on our guys and we won a state championship. And I know that people all across this country and people even internationally probably experience it in different forms and different sports. But anyone who's listening to this podcast, Didi, I'm sure has a story and a memory just like that. And share them with us. Tweet us and tell us your favorite memories from your stadiums. And of course, as always, as we ask every single week, if you have questions, if you have things that you want explained about the National Football League, about the game, about the people in the buildings and everything that comprise the game, well, come at us. Send us the topics that interest you most. You got questions? We got answers. At A. Kinkabwala, at Mike underscore Yam. Aditi, always fun to do another edition of the NFL Explained podcast with you. And that has been Stadiums Explained. Brought to you by Upwork, where you can build the team that will build your business. Learn more at Upwork.com. America's most reliable network is going ultra with Verizon 5G ultra wideband in more and more places. With up to 10 times faster speeds, you can download a movie in mere minutes. What? Yes, Verizon is going ultra, so you can too. 5G ultra wideband available in select areas, most reliable based on rankings from the Root Metrics US Root Score Report dated first half 2021. Excluding C band and not specific to 5G networks, your results may vary. Not an endorsement. Speed comparison to median Verizon 4G LTE speeds downloads vary based on network conditions and 5G content optimization. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.